Turn to 2 Kings chapter 5, if you will. Great story there about a man that you probably know very well. I uh, look at this man's life so many times and I see a kind of a semblance at times of my own. I see a semblance of the people that I pastor. He was a very strange kind of a guy and he had a real, real issue. Let's read what the Bible says about him in chapter 5 of 2 Kings. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Assyria. Well, this guy's not an Israeli. He's not Jewish. He's not a son of Abraham. He is a captain of the host. That means he would be kind of like the commander-in-chief of the armed forces of Syria. We all know that Syria is the sworn enemy of Israel, that Syria is just north of Israel and that their invasions always came from the north. They were always taught the Israeli people to guard from the north, that the invasion would come from the north. And Syria, that great warlike people that are still warlike to this day, uh, were so fortified in uh, army and weapons and fighting and instruction in warfare. They were a great nation known for fighting. And this man, Naaman, was captain of the host of Assyria. And the Bible said he was a great man. Can anybody say great man? He was a great, great man with his master and honorable, that means respected, honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. Now I like, I like that wording there, that God worked through him. So many times I mess up when I don't realize God wants to work through me. I want him to do something, but I want him to do it. And so many times I don't see myself as part of the deliverance. And this scripture tells us that through him, through him, God used him to bring about deliverance. You mean God gets involved in the affairs of nations that are not his people? Do you mean God deals with the enemy of God's people as well? Listen to what it says. It says, through him, God brought deliverance to Aram, to Aram. Wow. And he was a respectable leader and a respectable person. He was honorable because by him the Lord gave deliverance unto Syria. Well, Lord, why are you doing things for folks that it, uh, they're, they're not your people? We kind of get jealous sometimes when uh, we want God to do something for us. And when we see him doing it for others, it kind of makes us uh, envious and we scratch our head and wonder, well, why don't God do that for me? I'm more special to him than an Assyrian. Why doesn't God bless me with victory and deliverance and prosperity and wealth and, and healing and all these things? He does it for others. Why won't he do it for me? Well, you'll understand that better as the song says, by and by when the morning comes. Lord had given them deliverance unto Syria and he was also a mighty, mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. He was a great man. He was respectable. He was valiant. He was captain of the host. He was influential. He was successful. He was wealthy, but he was a leper. Wow. I talked to a lot, of, a lot of folks, you know, over, over the years, and I'll say, do you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah, I, I really do like them, but. Do you know that pastor? That's, oh, yeah, he is a great pastor, but. Do you know the Sunday school teacher that we've got in this place? Yeah, I've known her for years. I just love her, but. If it wasn't for buts, I very rarely get to preach to buts. 
I get to preach the heads. And boy, you like that part about it because you, you like to fix up the head. You'll dress the hair and you'll put color on and put jewelry on. You really are conspicuously concerned about your head. But you cover up your butts. Everybody I've come to find out got two eyes and one nose, hands, and I hope every one of us have one butt somewhere. Wouldn't it be great, you know, if we could bring all of us the honorable things, the respectful things, the successful things, the powerful things, the honorable things, but we never seem to bring those, but he was a leper. He was a great man, powerful man, successful man, envy of everyone, but he was a leper. He was a leper. Wow. Could it be that for some reason this white spot that appeared on him one day and he realized, oh my, that is a white spot. That's the first sign. That's the first indication that I may have that incurable disease of leprosy. Oh, it's well under control right now. In our part of the world, we hardly ever hear of that. In undeveloped countries and third world countries, they still have leprosariums and they have still those things because they medically know how to treat that with antibiotics now and it's not as much a, a death sentence as it was back in those days. It's a, it's a terrible thing that, that limbs, just fingers fall off and just literally rot on the bone. It's a terrible thing. And I preached to you before about the law concerning uh, lepers, that they had to get off the street and get off the way. They weren't allowed to live in public. And if they saw a, per a clean person approaching, they had to cry, unclean, 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 and hide themselves and take refuge elsewhere. They weren't allowed to be a part of society. They were ostracized into colonies. Some of them slept out in the catacombs, the grave sites and the grave places. He was a great man, but he was a leper. He had an issue. It was an issue that threatened his future. It threatened everything about him. It was so life-altering that it meant that he could never be the same again. And he knew it's going to get worse. He knew, I've got a problem. But listen to that next verse. It talks about, and the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Now we're talking about a man who is the captain of the host. We're talking a man about a man who is second in command to the king. We're talking about a man who is honorable, he is successful, he's wealthy as he can be, and yet he has this issue that he can't do anything about. And a little girl captured on a raid, is brought back into the camp of the Assyrians, and she spoke a word. I said, she spoke a word. And she said, I would to God that my master, Naaman, could be in the presence of a prophet that is in Israel. His name is Elisha. His name is Elisha. God be praised. His name is Elisha, the one that sweetened the waters of Jericho when the waters were bitter and they were not, the Bible said, and they couldn't drink of the water for it was bitter. It was bitter. And the Bible said he went and got a stick and stuck the stick in it and put salt in those springs and they were sweetened. And the Bible said they are sweetened and they are to drink from to this day. Elisha, that prophet that told the folks 
Faye about the sermon that I preached sometime. He said, you forgot to bring water with you when you went out to battle. It was Elisha that said, dig this valley full of ditches for God will send water and he'll send what you need. He'll send healing. He'll send deliverance. He'll bring about a miracle. You won't see rain. You won't hear thunder. You won't see lightning. In other words, it's not going to be the way you think it's got to be. It's not going to be by conventional means. It's not going to be by traditional means. When God said, behold, I do a new thing, sometimes God just loves to take our stupidity about how it's always been and how it's supposed to happen and bring about a miraculous deliverance and recovery from a source we thought was not possible. When they began digging that valley full of ditches, they had no idea how God would create water to fill up those ditches. But he did. You see, by faith, you've got to reach beyond the concept of the way you've always thought things should be. Deliverance has got to come from a different way from what you've ever experienced before. Most likely somewhere and someone that you don't think. And most of the time, God uses some small, insignificant thing or person to bring the word. Are you big enough for God to speak through an insignificant small thing in your life? Wow, this little girl is a slave girl. She's a nobody. She's just a slave. She works in the house of Naaman's wife. She takes orders, but out of her mouth, there came a word, a word that said, if he was in the presence of Elisha, that prophet that is in Israel, that man that does miraculous things, that man that causes things to happen that there's no explanation for, if you could just get around Elisha, there would be a healing for him. And are you spiritual enough that you can quit covering up all the butts and you can be open enough with God to say, I need help. I need deliverance. I need God to do something for me that's hidden, tucked away in my heart, and it's plagued me all of my life, and it's made me become a miserable person. It's made me become a person that other folks have suffered because of my butt. Come on, somebody. But he was a leper. There comes a time when you got to make a move. You can hit, sit here and hear sermon after sermon after sermon. An altar call after altar call after altar call. But till the day comes when you yourself will look at yourself and say, I need to do something. I have become a person that I don't want to be. I have become something that God doesn't plan for me. It's not in his purpose. It's not in his plan for me to be like this. And he, the Bible said, went to the king. Went to the king. And he said, do you know what that little slave girl said? Read it up there. Do you know what the little slave girl said? She said, there is a God in Israel. She said, the God of Israel has got a prophet named Elisha. She said that miraculous things happen when you're in the presence of of the God of Israel and this prophet is preaching and this prophet is working in the spirit. If you can just get in his presence, then you can be healed. King, did you hear me? I can be healed. I can get rid of this but. I can get rid of this one issue that has plagued me and made things miserable for me. I can't be with my family. I can't, I can't be with the folks at the banquet hall. I, I can't be here and be there. I've got to deal with this somehow. It is, it is making life miserable for me, and I've got to deal with it. 
And the king said, by all means, by all means, read it in your NIV, it says, by all means, go. By all means, go. He said, I tell you what, I will do. I will write you a letter of recommendation. I will write a letter to the king. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. And I will tell him what a great guy you are. I'll tell him what a military genius you are. I'll tell him what an outstanding, respectable, honorable, successful, wealthy person that you are. But I'm also going to tell him you got a butt. You got a butt. Every one of us in this building, oh yeah, we can say all kinds of great things. Oh, she's so kind, she's so loving, she's so sweet. Oh, he's such a great person. He'll encourage your heart. He'll speak things in your heart that'll make you be encouraged and strengthened. But the truth is, every one of us sitting in this house have a but. But he was a leper. And he said to the king, there's a chance there's a chance for me. And the king said, I'll write you a letter of recommendation. I'll send it to the king of Aram or, or Israel. I'll tell that king of Israel uh, what a wonderful, wonderful thing you, you've done for all of us. And God has worked through you and brought deliverance for all of us. And you've got an issue. And I'm going to tell the king of Israel. Put it back up there. I want, to, I want the king of Israel. Listen, so he, Naaman left. And he said, I better bring an offering. Boy, he'd have been a good Church of God member, wouldn't he? So Naaman left, and he took with him ten talents of silver and 6,000 shekels of gold. Do you know how much 6,000 shekels of gold weighs? 75 pounds. Gold is $1,300, $1,400 an ounce right now. An ounce. There's 16 ounces in a pound. There's 75 pounds of gold he's carrying. I told you he was wealthy, but. I told you he had money, but. So he took all those 6,000 shekels and 10 talents of silver and 10 sets of clothing. Next verse. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, with this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you so that you may cure him of his leprosy. Well, it's great that you recommend him. It's great that you sin, but you need to be corrected. I'm not the one to cure him of his leprosy. And all of a sudden, that king panicked. And he said, oh my God, what in the world? This man thinks that I can cure his commander in chief. This man thinks that I, a king, can cure Leprosy. There's nobody. Am I God? What did Morrissey think? Does he think I'm God? Come on, somebody. It's strange the sources we'll go to to deal with our butts. It's strange to what lengths and how much we'll pay to see O-B cover our butts. Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? What does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? And he misread things because he is a very insecure king. He says this, see now, 
He's just trying to pick a fight with me. I think he had a butt too, don't you? His butt was that he was so insecure that he thought everybody was trying to get him. His butt was that he lived such a miserable life because he thought, looked through the lens, everything's a fight. Everybody's against me. Everybody's trying to attack me. Everybody's on my case. Well, I'll let them know right now they own the wrong one if they're going to mess with me. Have you ever brought that butt to church with you? Have you ever showed everybody your butt? He was so insecure. He's just coming over here to pick a fight with me. This is all just a big ruse. This is all just a big plan. He's got an ulterior motive. Don't tell me he's got somebody wanting healing. He's a heathen. He's a pagan. He worships idol gods over there in the temple. He don't know God. He's wanting to fight what he's wanting to do. He's picking a quarrel with me in hopes that I'll retaliate. And next thing you know, we're going to be in a fuss. You know, some folks just live their whole life watching out for who's going to pick a fight with me. If you don't believe it, just read about two pages of Facebook. I am appalled at the dirty laundry people are willing to put for the whole world to see about their butts. Wow. So insecure. Everybody's out to get me. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I've got people in my family I'm never speaking to again, da 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 If you'd been treated, I know what it's like to be treated, da 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 Well, is it so bad you got to tell it to the world? Wow. Is that insecurity that you feel a spark to ignite a battle with everybody you know? You know, when you're fighting with everybody, you might ought to take inventory and see, there's got to be some reason why I'm fighting with everybody. When I pass through that part of, part of being who, who you are, you can't change that. Yes, you can. You better watch out or I'll let Pam come up here and preach a little bit. I'll testify for you. When Pam come to this church years ago, she said, Brother Jerry, I've got so much anger. And said, Brother, said, I'm known for rage and getting out of control and saying things and doing things that you later are ashamed of. And she told this pastor, she said, I don't want to be that way. I don't want people when they see me coming to wonder what kind of a fight we're going to get in now. And you know what she said? She'd stand up and tell you that this morning, that the word of God changed her. She would tell you now things that at one time caused me to go out of control. And she said, told me, she said, you're talking about being a terror. I said, brother, I could raise such a stink, nobody. But now through the word of God, 
being infused into her life. Then she said, things that used to just call me to come apart and lose total control and get in a rage. She said, now those kind of things, that just let them just roll off me like water on a duck's back. You mean God can change people? Yes. You mean God can take things that have been a part of your life for decades and God can change your personality to where you're not so angry and you're not so full of animosity and hostility. You're not a powder keg waiting on a fuse. Evidently, this king thought everybody he met was an opportunity for a fight. He's just picking a fight. He wants to fight. That's what he was. He's nothing but a fighter. All them Syrians have ever been as fighters. God told us to watch out for them. See, you keep believing stuff like that until eventually it just becomes such a serious but that everything else that God's got for you that's so good, so wonderful, so joyous, so pleasant, so peaceful, so, so strengthening and informing, you're, you're not a candidate for that because you're eat up with a but. Wow. Put the next verse up there. Let's, let's get to that. I'm going to preach all day if we don't. And when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king tore his clothes off of him. Now talk about having a come apart. Brother, he was in such a mess, he tore his clothes off. And when Elisha heard that the king was in such a mess emotionally, you might say he was tore up. He sent a message to him. And he said, why are you, why are you tearing your clothes off, man? Why are you acting like a fool? Why are you running around here out of control, acting like a pure idiot? You lost your mind. Sometimes folks I think are Christian that have great faith just act like an idiot. Amen. Nothing even resembling Christian character, love, forgiveness, those 50 million miles away. Why are you acting like this? Why are you Tying your clothes off, running around naked. How'd that man come to be? He just went to the wrong place. Some of you been going to the wrong place. Some of you been spending your money at the wrong place. Some of you been so stupid trying to deal with that issue that has made you so miserable. I said, have them come over here to me. Well, I don't know if I'd invite, don't trouble, trouble, till trouble, trouble you, Brother Jerry. Hey, if you know in whom you have believed, if you know that his grace is sufficient, if you know that his power is ultimate, if you, if you believe and you know that the blood washes out every sin, if you believe that God can transform lives, if you, if you really believe when the gospel is preached, it'll accomplish the purpose whereunto it's sent. If you really believe that there's a life-changing, life-altering power in the gospel of Jesus that changes men and women's lives, if you believe it, tell them, come on over here. Come here. You want to know Jesus? Come on over here. You need to get rid of all that baggage. Come on over here. You want to get saved and live a different life? Come on over here. You tired of being tormented? Come on over here. You need to get rid of an old spirit? Come on over here. Come here. Can somebody say come here? Come here. Glory to God. Sister, over at your church, do they pray for people that has what I've got. Huh? Do y'all do that kind of thing? Yeah, come on over here. 
You know, Brother Jerry, I saw some people on television the other day. They did some mighty weird things. I saw, I saw some folks just jacking and all carrying on. Said, That's kind of weird to me. Y'all do that kind of? Yeah, come on over here. Come on over here. Boy, I'm telling you, Brother Jerry, I've been so down. It's been so long since I've been in a move of God. Come on over here. Come on over here. Well, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm so down and I, I need God to do it. Come over here. The prophet said, come here, send him to me. And then he'll know. If you'll send him over here, he'll know. If you'll send him over here and let me preach to him. If you'll send him over here and let me sing the songs of Zion. Send him over here and let convicting power of the Holy Ghost touch his life. Send him on, send him on, send him on. And he'll know that there's a prophet in Israel. My blessed God, America needs to know there's a prophet in America. Washington needs to know there's prophets still in America. The Senate of the United States of America needs to know there's still some prophets in America. Hallelujah. The House of Representatives, Victor, needs to know that there's still some prophets in America. Hallelujah. The Democratic Party needs to know there's still some prophets in America. The Republican Party needs to know there's still some prophets in America. Judges on the Supreme Court need to know there's still some prophets in Israel. Hallelujah. Send them on over here. Praise God. We'll preach. We'll sing. We'll pray. We'll do what God's people do. Praise God. I feel kind of spunky this morning, don't you? Next verse. So Naaman went with his horses and his chariots and he stopped at the door. One thing I've got to commend him for, he took everything he had. He brought it all. He didn't leave the chariots over at the king's house. He didn't leave the horses down at the king's stall. He brought the horses. He brought the chariots. He brought the servants. He brought the gold. He brought the linen. He brought the silver. Da, 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 da. He brought it all. Hey, God can do great things when you bring it all. The trouble is... You come in here with your pretty self and leave the butt out at the door. Come in here with the respectful, honorable, wealthy. Come on. And leave that issue out there. Brother, he brought it all. He brought it all. When he showed up, he showed up with it all. Brother, when we come to God's altar, when we come to God's house, you don't need to masquerade. You don't need to sift out what you want him to touch and what you don't want him to touch. Lord, it's all right for you to heal my body now. You can do that anytime you want to because that feels good. Lord, now you can send me a $100 bill in the mail. I'd be good. Thank you, God. Oh, Lord, when I come into your presence, I just feel so good getting lifted up. That's good, God. But if you want to deal with my anger and my impatience and my unforgiving spirit, then, Lord, I didn't bring that to church with me today. Maybe next Sunday, but not today because I just didn't bring it with me. Pulled up at the door of Elisha's house. Pulled up at the door of the prophet. Next verse. And Elisha sent a messenger out. Elisha sent a messenger out. Go wash yourself. Don't send anybody to do your dirty work. Don't ride anybody else's coattails. Don't depend on somebody else's cleansing. 
Don't depend on somebody else's faithfulness. Go yourself and deal with yourself yourself. It ain't about Sister Sue, and it ain't about Sister Peggy, and it ain't about this, and it ain't about that, it ain't about Brother Bill, and I know so many things about people that I know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Go yourself. Quit worrying about somebody else's relationship with God and go into the presence of God and deal with you. Deal with you. Go and wash and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. Boy, what a word. Next verse. Attitude determines your altitude. But name them. But. Now here we come with this but. Now we're going to get to the but, Phil. But. Naaman went away angry. Ain't going back to church over there no more. I don't like the way that man preached. He told me I had to go deal with my issue, myself. I can't give $100 and then get them just to mark it off book. I can't pledge uh, $20 to some foreign mission and suddenly uh, God said, well, it's okay. Then your anger's all right. I'll tolerate your anger as long as you put your money in. Oh, this God I serve can't be bought. He, he can't be sold out. You can't buy. Naaman said, I thought. Now, there's where you get in trouble. There's where your butt. That's where your butt. I thought. Now, I just heard the word of God. Just heard God said, go do this. God said, go to this river, to this place, and dip seven times and you'll be healed. But I don't like that word. It's God's word, but I don't like God's word. Because it requires me to deal with my own issue, myself, his way. I thought. Many of us are like Ford. We got a better idea. Got a be- hey, God, I, I got a better way. This would work a whole lot smoother. We don't have to go over that nasty river. Do you know where Jordan River is? Do you know how muddy that thing gets when it floods? Do you know how out of banks and out of control that thing is? Hey, listen, God, there are some rivers. We got them up here in Damascus and Syria, not in Israel. About all things else, we've got a bunch of filth and nasty branches. But now up here in Damascus, we got a beautiful, clear, crystal river. It's called Farfar. And said, so we've got another one that's called Abana. And said, so I'd just like to substitute, if we could work this out now, God. I'd love for this to be Abana or Farfar, not Jordan. Jordan's nasty. And that, that river's muddy, and I really don't want to fool with the nastiness of it. I'd rather, if we could just substitute here, you know, one church is as good as another, and one religion is as good as another, and, and you know, uh, United Way accepts all comers, you know. So how about we just substitute far, far for Jordan? I thought we could work this out. He would surely just come out here and stand, call on the name of the Lord, wave his hand. Down here in Alabama, we wave, don't we? Are you a waver? I thought he'd just come out here and be a good neighbor and just wave. Well, we can work this out, Naaman. I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm going to cut you a deal. I'm going to give you a break. Come on, somebody. I thought we could work this out. I thought that he'd just come out here and we'd just be good neighbors and just wave. Hey, Dad, you doing all right today? Ain't things good? Yeah, yeah, you doing all right? You okay, ain't you? Yeah, oh, good, 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 good. 
Brother, when it's time to deal with the butts, it's not a neighborly thing. It's not a wave your hand over the spot and just cure you. Some grandiose Hollywood drama. Let's have some drama. Let's, let's have that crossing the Red Sea all over. Only in this case, let's do it with leprosy and let's do it with waving. Let's create some drama here. And hey, could we get an audience? Let's advertise this thing. I believe we can sell this thing for $100 a ticket. Get somebody over here. We can get a crowd and make some money off this thing. I thought that he would just say, wave your hand. Say, let's just be neighbors. Yeah, whatever you have to do. You know, I'm a good God. I work things out for folks, you know. It's okay. Just be that way. That's okay. Next verse. Are not Abna and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the water? Could I, couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. He went off. Have you ever went off? Don't act like you hadn't. She's sitting right beside you. Don't act like you ain't never went off. He's sitting right beside you. Don't act like you've never gone off. And it never went off. What was it that caused you to went off? Well, look. So he turned and went off in a rage. Well, now we're finding out what his butt was. He felt disrespected. I said he felt disrespected. And when he felt disrespected, it revealed that there was an arrogant, prideful way about him. Come on now. That said, I don't want to do it God's way. I want to do it my way. I want to make the choices. I don't want to lose control of this. I want to control it. Come on, somebody. Have you ever walked down to the altar and said, oh, God, I thank you for this situation. Now, here's the way we're going to work this out, God. I'm going to go to the doctor next week, and they're going to do an MRI, and they're going to come out, and they're going to say, no, I didn't find anything. That's the way we want this to work. Got it, God? Thank you, sir. See you later. And when it don't happen like that, I just don't understand. I just don't know why God won't do this, why God won't do that. I don't know why. Well, as long as you're controlling it, he's not going to do anything. As long as you're giving him directions and telling him how you want it to be. Come on, somebody. But when Jesus prayed, he said, nevertheless, I'd love for it to be this way. This would be best for me that this cup would pass. But nevertheless, Lord, thy will be done. Not me, you. Not my way, your way. Your way, your way. And thank God some servant, when his master went off, throwing tire irons, breaking out windows, tearing up the house. Come on, somebody. Oh, Brother Jerry, that don't happen. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Throw buckets out, take ball bats and beat furniture up. Rage. I see people nodding their head at me. He went off. What was it that caused you to Go off. Naaman's servants went to him and said this. Come on, Connor. Well, Connor's not here. Come on, Victor, and play for me. No more Connor. He's in the classroom. Naaman's servants went to him. Well, what good servants that loved him enough to tell him the truth. I said, what wonderful servants, what wonderful friends, what wonderful people that would say the truth to their friend. Best friend you've got is the person that will tell you the truth. 
somebody loved him enough, they were willing to tell him the truth. And they said, this is what your personality is like. Look at this. Naaman's servants went and said, my father, as if it's a lowly, humble greeting. My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? In other words, he said, we have come 90 miles. We have loaded these chariots down with 75 pounds of gold, silver, raiment. We've come all this far, and now you're so stubborn and so arrogant that you're going to let your butt get in the way of your healing. You can be healed if you just won't be so stubborn. You can be blessed if you won't be so arrogant. You can be healed. You can be restored. Your butt can go away. All of that, those issues that have made life miserable for you, they can go away if you'll just do what the Word of God says to do. Just obey. You've come this far. We've put this much effort in it. Why don't you go ahead and obey what God wants you to do? Why don't you just do that? So he went and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Now the Bible tells us, Don, that Jesus took little children in his arms and blessed them, and then he made a strong statement. He said, except you become like a young boy, except you become like a young child, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. What does that mean, Pastor? It means that we all need to come and be made like children. We all need to deal with those issues that keep us from being what God wants us to be, to deal with those things and to put those things under the blood of Jesus, under the blood of Jesus. Stand with me, please. Yes, I know what time it is. I love it when y'all do this number right here. Now that's something if you can take your arm away from around your wife. That precious, wonderful, beautiful thing and roll up in the air so you can see what time it is. I'll tell you, I know what time it is. It's time to seek the Lord is what it is. Time to seek the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, it doesn't take a whole long time. I, how long do you think it would take you to dip seven times? That's pretty good. One, two, Three, four, five, six. I think about 20 seconds, huh? You mean in 20 seconds you can be cleaned? You mean in 20 seconds just seven dips? Don't quit on six. I said don't quit on six. Or you'll come out a wet leper. But if you go that seventh dip, Brother Paris, when you come out, you'll be white. You'll be clean. You'll be cleansed. You'll be healed. You'll be made whole. Stretch your hand toward me right now in Jesus' name. God, right now in Jesus' name, all over this house, I pray for people who need a touch of your presence, need a touch of your spirit. Many of them, oh Lord Jesus, have issues like Naaman had. Issues, no, not, 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 not a healing for a, an order like he had, like leprosy, but have issues. But God, we come this morning like he did. We come with everything. I come with everything this morning. I come with my whole heart. You said if I'd seek you with my whole heart, that you would, I would hear you and I'd find you. You said in that day that you seek me with your whole heart. Lord, we don't leave any of our heart outside. We don't leave any of our heart away from this experience. In Jesus' name, my heart right now, oh Lord, is laying right here on this altar. 
and you see me just like I am. And God, I ask you in Jesus' name to let the grace of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus Christ, the cleansing of the Holy Spirit to move, oh God, right now and touch me, touch my heart, touch my life, touch my home, touch my family, touch my marriage, touch my business, touch everything that's in my life, God, right now. And if I haven't surrendered it to you in the past, God, this morning, I lay it all upon the altar. You have it all, God. You've got it all. You've got my life. You've got my home, my family, my marriage, my business, everything I am, everything I ever hope to be. God, in Jesus' name, I lay it on this altar right now, and I accept your deliverance. I accept your healing. I accept your forgiveness. I accept your presence. I accept your encouragement. I accept your strength. I accept your blessing, your presence, your love, your grace. In Jesus' name, right now, I am healed. I am blessed. I am made whole. I am delivered in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. My God, I'm about to shout. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God I am free. Can anybody say I'm free? Thank God I am free. No longer a slave to sin. No longer a slave to anything that would hinder me from being what God wants me to be. Nothing. Nothing. Somebody say nothing. Nothing, nothing between my soul and my Savior. Can anybody in this house say that? Nothing between my soul and my Savior. Nothing between my soul and my Savior. Nothing between. Nothing between. Nothing in the way. No buts. No buts. No buts. Nothing between me and the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Is there anyone that would like to pray this morning? There are people here that will pray with you. Anybody like to pray? Then I want this young man to pray as long as he wants to pray this morning. And I want you to give God the greatest hand clap of praise you've ever given. No more, no more, no more, no more. Don't you come back no more. No more, no more, no more, no more. No more slavery, no more bondage, no more grief, no more sorrow, no more heartache. Don't you come back no more. Woo! Glory to God, hallelujah.